You're listening to the Action Figure Blues podcast, episode number 378, brought to you by Apple Music, Audible, and ActionFigureBlues.com. I'm Scotty, and with me tonight are... Adam, Ben, John, and Eddie. Tonight, we look back on the highs and lows of toy collecting in the year that was for our 2020 Year in Review show. Gentlemen, how are we all? Hello. Hey. hey. Well. <laughs> we are well. Fantastic. Mono. <laughs> uh, You've got mono? Uh, well, who knows? <laughs> so, first of all, to clarify, when we say highs and lows of 2020, we just mean toy collecting. Uh, we're not going to try and cover all the highs and lows of 2020 because there were a lot of, well, a lot of lows, and uh, this podcast would go for a very, very long time. So this is just our year in review for toy collecting in 2020, coming to you a little bit later than normal, partly because we've been busy and partly because we've already done this once and I lost the recording. Yay! <laughs> So um, you'll you'll hear the spontaneity, and honestly, I can't remember what anyone else said last time, so I'm sure it'll all be a surprise again. But uh, because we've done this once already, we'll be able to do it very efficiently, right, guys? Yeah, yeah. We're always. I've forgotten what my choices are, so I'm going to be more surprised at my own than. <laughs> <laughs> So I am going to suggest that we get right into this. We've got a lot to share tonight, and we want to make sure that uh, we get all of our picks in. If you haven't listened to one of these shows before, we have a number of different categories that we are going to work through related to different types of toys and then aspects of uh, the community and what the collecting experience was like over the year to award prizes to. Uh, most of them are positive. And we are going to start with a category that not everybody on our show collects, uh, but the three and three quarter action figure category is a uh, a big category, and John and I both collect in that space. Uh, what we're going to do to make things efficient as we go around is share our runners-up and winner if we have both in each category at the same time. So, John, do you want to kick off by uh, sharing your runners-up and winners for the three and three-quarter scale action figures of the year? Yeah, I'm, I'm going to give both to Spin Masters, um, main, mainly because of their Batman line. Um, I don't have any of the uh, other DC heroes. I've just got the, the Batman one, and, and my runner-up would be Man Bat, um, mainly because that's a pretty, pretty crazy... Um, three and three quarter figure you know he's got fairly longer arms um they really went all out with the bad guys so of course my top pick would be killer croc um i mean the paint's not perfect but the, the sculpt underlying it and just the fact of his bulk and everything i, I really love that figure i mean he's one of those that kind of stuck around next to my uh my, my tv spot for a long time and i just kind of picked him up and played with him and um really stuck with me so uh, i'm going with killer croc from spin masters Oh, very good. Look, the Spin Masters line has been a lot of fun. It's had decent distribution here uh, in Australia. Not every wave, but we have seen quite a number of them at retail. I've really been enjoying collecting that as well. And my runner-up is from the DC Spin Masters three and three-quarter line, and it is Killer Moth. Um, 
I think it's so cool that we got that uh, character. Um, you, know, you know, these have minimal articulation, but they they really work. And Killer Moth uh, has got some excellent detail in it for that scale and that price point. So I gave him my runner-up. Very fun. And my winner uh, comes, I think, from the same line as my winner in this category last year, and that is from the Haya Toys three and three quarter. Injustice 2 line, and it's the Green Lantern figure. Um, I, I got a number of these again this year, Supergirl, um, Black Canary, Dark Side. Uh, that they've got a great level articulation, stuff that you would expect for a, a higher price point. Um, really fun sculpts. The Green Lantern came with a few extra pack-ins, and I just continue to enjoy that line. And Injustice 2 really is the, the gift that keeps on giving toy-wise, and it may come up later in one of my future selections. <laughs> Now we go to a category that encompasses a great deal of what we all collect, uh, and that is the 6-inch or one twelve scale category. I do think this is a category that we need to expand uh, in the future into perhaps price point, etc., because of the ground that this covers. Um, but right now we are looking for our runners-up and winners for best 6-inch or one twelve scale figure. And Mr. Ben, we'll go back to you. Thank you, Mr. Scotty. Uh, well, obviously, six inch is uh, is my deal. So there was plenty to choose from this year. Uh, I had a lot of fun across a lot of different lines. Uh, my runner up, I am giving to the Hasbro Marvel Legends Frogman. Uh, I just think is uh, just such a fun figure. Everything about it is is awesome. Uh, mainly because um, hats off to Hasbro for still being able to give us characters like this being. Um, you know, the, the MCU is pretty big and I can see how old school D-list characters like this can easily be forgotten and Hasbro still cares about collectors like me. So that's uh, that's my vote for that one. I love it. Um, but my uh, my favourite for last year in this category has to be the Mezco 112 scale um, Bluto from the Popeye Bluto 2-pack because um, I just think they killed it, absolutely killed it. It's a pretty pricey figure, um, but once you take this dude out and you have him in hand, he is amazing. That that metal armature really sort of comes through. Um, when, you, when you pick up the heft of this guy, um, you, you can feel the money. Like, he, he feels like a brick. It's, a, it's an amazing figure. So, yep, that was an easy choice for me. Very good. Young Eddie, what about you in this category? Uh, for me, my uh, runner-up is a guy that ticks all the boxes. He completes a team. He's a great adaptation of a 2D work into uh, 3D. And as a figure, he's nice and bulky, some fantastic articulation and some brilliant engineering on his weapon. It is the Star Wars Black Series Zeb uh, who rounds out the Rebels. Ah, yeah. Yeah, his, his blaster is just a... a a brilliant work of design. Uh, but for my winner, uh, I went very old school and, uh, well, a modern adaptation of something very old school. I went with the G.I. Joe Classifieds Duke uh, for just being just pure joy of what an action <laughs> figure should be. Like, that, I wouldn't say anything on him is exactly standout or fantastic, but he just does everything that a basic action figure should do perfectly. So uh, he gets my winner spot of the year, and I just got the repaint version of him, and uh, that even ticks <laughs> even more boxes. So, yeah, high uh, recommend. Awesome. 
Very good. I want to give myself an award for somehow managing to not start collecting that line. <laughs> you know, I, I have no real attachment to that property, but there's such good toys. And there's a couple of times when I've been out there with the itch to buy and I've held one in my hands and thought, wow, they're good. And somehow managed to say, no, no, don't do it. <laughs> Adam, what about your good self in this category? I am... Um... I struggled to pick a clear winner, to be honest. I thought um, generally I was in love with uh, a lot of the Marvel Legends 90s stuff. So just a lot of the 90s X-Force, 90s X-Factor um, and other 90s era properties from Marvel um, just getting represented. So uh, I, I kind of put that as just an entire kind of feel and vibe of the thing. Um, but as a specific specific standout i went for the uh, marvel legends sunspot because that was one i wouldn't have thought we were going to get anytime okay. soon and i think they did it really really well yeah and uh john what about yourself well i went with a very small figure that most people probably think is three and three quarters uh, for my runner-up and that is baby yoda or the child from the star wars black line um he had that little case with accessories in it and mm -hmm. uh mm -hmm. He's honestly just fun to take pictures with. Um, so that <laughs> you got my runner up for that. Um, and and actually, I went with a Marvel Legends for my my winner as well, which is kind of unusual for me. And and that was Cable from the, oh, the yeah. uh, movie uh, Deadpool line. And he is just a fantastic. The likeness is good. Um, maybe just a little let down by the paint apps, but uh, definitely, you know, all the details there. He's got his teddy bears guns great um you know I, just a fantastic figure and it, it just really brings that movie um to life so i went with cable from the, the movie line if we if we yeah, had a cool. category for best pre-lost action figure the star wars black baby yoda would definitely mm -hmm. win yeah. Yeah. i've got <laughs> yeah. that um but i just i'll never open it because i just feel like the <laughs> moment that i do that something's going to get lost and something else is going to get in hell <laughs> <laughs> no, that's that's actually the genius thing about it is the little accessories come in like a little acrylic hard plastic case inside oh, the box. So when you open okay. it up, they don't fling everywhere. You slide a little box out that then. Uh, yeah, so just, that's. Point. That just means Scotty yeah. can lose them all in one go. <laughs> or it just means that it's going to be an even more of a spectacular loss. <laughs> no, no. I mean, I, I don't really lose things outright. It's more that they, you know, fling out of a plastic container somewhere when you open them and then they end up in the black hole box of lost and mismatched accessories and you're looking at it going whose hand is this yeah. <laughs> and why is it in my pants <laughs> <laughs> moving on i have that problem in the cinema all the time that comes from a different box <laughs> Okay, well, th this is where I, I struggle with this category because I collect so many different uh, lines, both the kind of retail lines and then the more high-end lines. Uh, but in, in lieu of separation, I've had to choose, and my runner-up in this category is the Mezco 112 Collective Gambit action figure. Oh, yeah. And they had a number of great releases this year, but I think Gambit encompasses everything that I want from a mixed-media figure at that scale. There's just a fantastic combination of beautiful soft goods, leather coat that's lined uh, alongside a, a bodysuit that has your metallic slash, you know, 
plastic uh, pieces with fabric. Uh, comes with a great range of accessories, and it is really, uh, I think, an iconic representation of that character. Uh, but my winner, hands down, is the, I said I was going to mention Injustice 2 again, it's the Storm Collectibles uh, 1 12 scale Lobo action figure from Injustice 2. Oh, this is just an amazing figure. Uh, unlike some of the video game pieces, it's super comic accurate, and it comes with not only fantastic accessories uh, and the beautiful sculpt, but it comes with three different heads with four interchangeable hair sculpts. So you know, both for kind of different eras of Lobo, but also just different poses. It is. In, insanely fun, so good. So that's an outright winner for me. Okay, and uh, now continuing in the the action figure space, we're moving to the our build a figure or collecting connect uh, awards. Does multiverse still call collecting connect or what is it? Hmm. Hold on, I've got one right here. Let's have a, a look. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know if I've actually. Here's one I prepared earlier. Mm. It just says collect to build. Well, that's not very catchy. It was like 10 people sitting around a table, and that's the best they could come up with, collect to build. We (laughs) build a figure, and we can't click and connect. (laughs) It's nice that some part tells them what they're getting. They told me. Understand, boys. Got to let the Bronco buck. Oh, please don't sue us, Mr. McFarlane. Okay, before we go any further with Eddie's Todd McFarlane impression, uh, Ben, your runner-up and winner for Build-A-Figure slash, we're just going to call them Click and Collects. Well, plenty to choose from. Uh, I was pretty happy with the year, as it were, in, in this area. Some good stuff. Um, I was pretty impressed with things like Crimson Dynamo, but uh, this might be news to many people, but I often uh, complain and moan about uh, all the characters that are unmade by Hasbro, um, particularly when they're looking at redos. So um, the Hasbro called my bluff, and, and a couple I've been nagging about for years uh, finally saw, uh, you know, plastic toys. So my runner-up was Strong Guy. Um, which I think was such a fantastic effort and it was a, a good chunk of plastic. It feels like a nice meaty builder figure, which is good for those of us that remember the hit monkeys and stuff like that. Um, but my builder figure of the year uh, was uh, hands down Stiltman. Um, I just didn't think that if they ever made him, I would enjoy him as much as I have. I just think they... Uh, just did such an amazing job um, with the concept. Uh, it was was perfect. Um, couldn't have asked for more. Nope. Eddie. Uh, well, mine is the collector and a build, uh, and I'm giving it to Merc- uh, Merciless, uh, the uh, Batman in the Ares armor. Just fantastic sculpt. Good to see another company. Uh, getting in on the builder figure concept and doing it well, and there's even a little uh, spawn Easter egg uh, on the sculpt of the figure, so uh, <laughs> he's got a soft for me. Uh, uh, but my winner, as Ben just put it so well, is Stiltman. Um, yeah, exact ditto to everything Ben just said. <laughs> yeah, very good. And what about you, Adam? Uh, I didn't have have a. But I I kind of sniped one of Ben's runner-ups and just went for Strong Guy because um, that was my era of X Factor, the Peter David era, and 
Strong Guy was hilarious, and I love that they finally did one. So, uh, 10 out of 10 for me. Sweet. And uh, John, what about your good self? I went with a character that creeped me out in the uh, <laughs> Avengers Alliance uh, Facebook game, uh, and that was uh, Sugar Man, because I never mm, really mm. understood what that character was. <laughs> I would, just, like, would pop on the screen, I'd be like, what the hell is that? And because he beating the hell out of me, my characters would all die, and then, you know, it, I'd have to wait for points to build up and take him on again and fail <laughs> again, you know. You know how his Facebook games work. I, Come by, it's well, both of mine have already been named. Uh, Stiltman is my runner-up. Uh, love that we got that character. Love the ingenuity of having the legs come with the army builder. You know, back in the day, it would have come with some useless character that nobody wanted that you'd have to buy lots of. Um, just all-around fun. Um, I gave my winner to Sugar Man, and that's not because of any feelings I have about the character, but just looking at the figure itself it's just wacky it's creative a lot of effort went into that you know the extra hands etc it's one of those things that you know i don't really like the toyetic word but you look at it and just go wow that is an amazing toy so sugar man was my winner in this category Right, now we move on to miscellaneous. So this is something that doesn't fit into a necessarily a scale. Uh, it might be, you know, a, a tchotchke, a, a vinyl, um, something collectible, something toy-related, and we mean, you know, kind of uh, pop culture toy-related, not sex toy-related, so that could roll Adam out of this category. <laughs> yes. <laughs> All right, let's, let's steer this uh, back onto the road. Um I gave my runner-up to the Iron Studios Stanley Minico figure. Uh, I reviewed it on the show not that long ago. Uh, I actually really only sort of picked it up because the price point was a lot lower than I expected when I saw it uh, at a retail place. Um, but uh, upon reviewing it, I was actually really impressed at how well uh, it was put together. A lot of these kind of low-end vinyl figures are really badly painted, but... Um, Iron Studios went above and beyond the way they, they sort of cast a lot of the parts in uh, the, the coloured plastic and then built the figure. There's actually very little paint on it, and therefore it's actually a really, really slick figure. So uh, I was really impressed with that. But, um, yeah, the winner, I, I gave up on Pops a long time ago. I just figured there's just too many and, yeah, they all look the same. But... Um, uh, as everybody knows, my, my favourite gal is, is Rogue from the X-Men, and uh, she got two pops that both came out at the same time. And given that she doesn't actually have a lot of merchandise, I felt pretty much obligated to pick those up. Um, so it was nice to actually get some Rogue merchandise. So, uh, yeah, I picked picked up both of those in one go. So they're getting my fave. Awesome. And what about you, Eddie? So for my miscellaneous runner-up, I had to go with the extras that you got with the Ninja Turtles San Diego Comic-Con set from NECA. It's just a big <laughs> tote bag full of all different stuff that you might find at a concert since the theme of that set uh, was the uh, Coming Out of Their Shells uh, musical tour. So it's got things like guitar picks. It's got a fake ticket. There's a shirt uh, that had what was meant to be the cons attended by NECA to sell this stuff. But uh, unfortunately, they didn't uh, actually go ahead uh, with everything this year. But still, um, some very nice touches in that. Uh, but my winner is actually something that um, Hasbro doesn't do that often that I kind of wish they did. But there was a Power Rangers Lightning Collection figure, uh, the White Dino Thunder Ranger, who had a head sculpt 
uh, in the set that was missing a major paint app, which was basically the black highlights uh, on the helmet, which uh, if you know that helmet design, uh, it's kind of as if Wolverine was missing the black parts of his mask right. <laughs> uh, on a figure if it was just released as an all yellow mask. So uh, you might not know if you don't know the character, but if you do know, it's definitely a uh, big weird standout so they actually released a uh makeup head for it that that was correctly painted that you could contact hasbro and get it sent out and weirdly even though the figure was not at retail here in australia uh hasbro australia got some of these heads in and you could uh request them so it was one of the few times i've got a positive story about contacting (laughs) hasbro australia customer service and uh getting no i don't believe it definitely not worthy If you take the like black parts off of Wolverine's mask, though, where are the Batman kissing? That's right. <laughs> Scotty hasn't seen that meme. No, no. I, I have. I'm just Adam always. I was like always kind of slightly amazed and slightly frightened of, of what was happening in Adam's brain. Um, That's largely. Uh, yeah. Yeah, it goes back to the days of the AFB forum when all I knew him as was this he was called Westy, and I used to think like, is this guy for real? <laughs> so much has changed. Like, what is he taking? Okay, <laughs> life. Uh, John, what about you? I went with something unusual for my runner-up, and that was the Bandai model kit of the cup of noodles so it's a model <laughs> kit cup of noodles nice. and, and it's got shrimp and beef and chicken and little things you cut up for the green onions and the side okay. panel comes off so you can see into it and yeah That's so they can give you a little seal to put over the, the lid kind of thing when it's on <laughs> Very cool. Um, but my my actual winner for this was uh, the Miko fly figure. It, it's just an awesome figure, and it looks like, you know, the fly from the old black and white series. Not not the remake, the original. Um, you know, help me, help me, in, in, the, in the web. Uh, uh, and, and I <laughs> love that movie. Helpful, so. That little soundbite. Well, you know, I, that, that's quality work right there. Um, but yeah, I, he's got a little tie on, and he's got one claw and one hand, and uh, just a fantastic figure from from Migo, and and he's probably my favorite Migo of the year. So um, I, I got to give him some some cred. My runner-up is the U.S. Office Pop Vinyls. Uh, I love that show. Love the characters. Love the fact that. Uh, Funko is doing that line, and great to see that we're getting the remaining main characters uh, in this year to kind of flesh that out. Um, Dwight Schrute, I think, is just an iconic character, and there's no shortage of different pops that you can do of him. I'm sticking to the main one right now, but just enjoying the rest vicariously. And then my winner is, I've just made it generic to say the uh, Marvel Mystery Minis from Funko. Um, Fantastic Four, I don't know if that came out this year or not, but I've been enjoying that particularly. Um, I managed to get everything I needed without uh, having to eBay. I may have things I need to eBay now, like a few bags of them. (laughs) But yeah, Fantastic Four in particular, I have loved you know, Galactus and Mole Man. It's just so much fun. Um, so they're my winner. Okay, now we move on to best large-scale figure, vehicle, playset, etc. And we go back to Ben. 
Thank you kindly, sir. Um, well, I've always said that you can't collect everything, and uh, since divorce is not an option, I pretty much given up on uh, one six scale figures. So uh, for me, being sort of limited mainly to collecting sort of six inch, um, this is a bit of a tough category. But the the winner, hands down, without a doubt, uh, has to be the Hasbro Star Wars Black Snow Speeder. Um, as a kid, absolutely loved the Snow Speeder. Just thought it was the greatest thing ever when I saw Empire. Always wanted the the vintage Snow Speeder, but never managed to pick one up. Uh, so to actually get one in this six-inch scale is uh, beyond happy. It was one of the first things I mentioned when the announcement um, came that Star Wars was moving to the six-inch scale was like, I wonder if we're actually going to get some vehicles, and I was just hoping for that snow speeder. And here it is, and it's amazing. Very, very good. Eddie, what about you? Uh, for me, my runner-up is a line that's uh, newly gotten into vehicles uh, last year's. That is the Power Rangers Lightning Collection Omega Unicycle uh, from the SPD. So nice to see that line starting to grow. Uh, but my winner, as Ben so eloquently put it, is the Black Series Snow Speeder. Very cool. Uh, Tom, what about you? I never had a vintage snow speeder either, but um, I don't have one still. Or I have, yeah, I don't have a vintage one. I have a 90s one. But my winner is um, uh, I went with a line that uh, you've heard me mention already, and that is the Spin Masters Batcave. Um, I almost got this. I just don't have a place for it. And um, it's cool. You can put it in different parts, and it, it really complements that line. It's, it's, you know, it's got all sorts of little details. It's the kind of thing I would have loved to have had as a kid, you know, um, for my three and three quarter figures. It would have been used for Star Wars and Batman and whatever else. So um, I, I think they really brought back the magic to a three and three quarter prep play set. So I got to give it to them. Yeah, very good. Uh, my runner up, if you think oversized figure or maybe vehicle, depending on how you utilize him, is the Lockjaw from the Mesco 112 Collective Black Bolt and Lockjaw 2-pack. Oh, sweet. So cool. It's not just the fact that we got him, but the fact that they did such a good job with the sculpt and he's got light-up features. <laughs> don't, don't get to say that about dog toys much. <laughs> you certainly don't. Uh, look, he's brilliant. Uh, we've been waiting for the Marvel Legends Builder figure. It's hard to see how they could do a, a better job. Uh, then this just great fun. And my winner in this category is uh, also the Spin Masters Batcave. Again, not something that I'm going to buy, but just so excited to see that kind of thing happening for for kids and collectors of that scale you know, in the modern age. Okay, so now for miscellaneous, we go to our runner-up and winners for best high-end items. So this is going to be a statue, a really expensive action figure, something in that ilk. And Ben, we go back to you. Thank you, Scotty. Uh, 2020 was a very weird year for me in terms of this category. In the past, I've had no problems um, with this one um, original art or, or sort of uh, Frazetta signed prints and things like that. Um, but this year, uh, 2020, I, I spent um, a lot of my pop culture money on comic books, uh, back issues, filling holes in my collection and quite literally a metric crap done of comic books. Um, so there wasn't much in this category, but the one that kind of stands out to me was the Iron Studios 110 scale Rogue. 
figure, which is part of the, um, the those giant sentinel diorama, buy all the pieces individually, and then build something really awesome for fifty thousand um, dollars. And I was really quite impressed at how detailed she is for that scale. So I'll review her in an upcoming episode. Um, but uh, you know, if it gives you any indication as to what the final um, a diorama is like with the sentinel pieces. It would be pretty amazing if someone was actually going to commit to them all, which I'm not. Um, but yeah, she's pretty amazing. So yeah, she's my winner for this category. Beautiful, Eddie. What about you? Uh, for me, my runner-up I gave to Snake Mountain. I don't actually own it uh, as of yet, but it is such <laughs> an impressive piece that uh, definitely had to get a mention. Uh, my winner, though, just squeaked in under the line, but I had to give it to it because uh, we've been living with it for most of the year, uh, getting updates, but uh, finally got it in hand, and it is glorious. It is the McFarlane Kickstarter Spawn Classics figure set and like talking about high end having a box that has a nice ribbon which you use to open it up and has an actual sign signature uh, from Todd McFarlane himself and the comic book that comes with the uh, figure is actually the artist proof of the original art that has all the blue lines and margin notes and pieces like that in there and you actually get a grey scale uh, version of the figure that's just completely unpainted like the type they would show off at Comic-Con so you can just get an in-depth look at the sculpts and all that sort of stuff. Uh, just a wonderful, wonderful piece. It's such a shame that the boxes are so big because I've got them here. I don't really have a place to put them, but I just can't bring myself to uh, throw them out. They're so glorious. It was like to the <laughs> point they even used the type of coding on the cardboard box on the outside um is like a special coating that's fingerprint resistant um so even if you touch it uh, like if you have hot wings or something it's still going to stain obviously but you know your basic black where you might get a white fingerprint smudging you don't get happening they put that much thought into it so yeah definitely a high-end piece uh, does it actually say on the back that it's hot wing resistant <laughs> no, it's uh, it was talked about in one of the update videos, and it was uh, no hot wings uh, will will not be resistant, but uh, basic fingerprint smudges are. <laughs> and did Todd have like a special message to go with his signature for you, Ben? And uh, not Ben, Eddie. Doing well. No, I wish he had a written something like "You gotta like a bronco buck." Gotta like a bronco buck. <laughs> <laughs> and. Uh... Uh... John, what about you in this category? Yeah, well, I'm probably low end of the high end here, but um, I went with the 1989. What? Hello? Okay. Low end um, went... of the high end. <laughs> yeah, low end of the high end. Um, I went with the 1989 Batman uh, Diamond Select Gallery statue, um, just because it's really tall. <laughs> I mean, like, <laughs> cool. it, it's nice because you know it's it's one of those pieces that um, I mainly have the uh, TV. Uh, uh, Marvel Universe stuff, you know, the Netflix stuff. And, and this guy actually stands up behind him, and you can see, you know, from his waist up behind the other pieces. So um, just based on height, he's standing on top of a, like a statue piece. So um, that's kind of cool. 89 Batman's obviously my favorite. And, uh, you know, it's just a neat piece. He's kind of got his cape spread out a little bit. So it, it, it's just a nice little uh, impressive piece behind all the other pieces. Yeah. Very good. I have an Iron Studios piece as well in my 
list, and that is the um, Iron Studios One Tenth Scale Doomsday. Um, that is a really awesome um, sculpt. You know, so much detail, really dynamic pose, and I've really gotten into the DC um, Iron Studios stuff this year. Um, thankfully, not the Marvel because there's so many of them. Um, although <laughs> the the night, I keep looking at the Nightcrawler that's coming and thinking, oh no. Um, but I'm not going to buy it because it'll just become a gateway drug. Um, the, <laughs> but my winner, uh, quite a few options um, for me, both from Tweeterhead and Sideshow. But I went with the Sideshow premium format, Mr. Freeze. Um, yeah, uh, he's awesome. Um, you know, like really um, eye-catching, uh, great sculpt, great paintwork, really awesome um, glass globe that sits on his head, um, just you know, super super fun, and certainly the most kind of eye catching of of those pieces. And this year, the uh, Hot Girl is a, a, a close you know to to that in the in the premium formats wise, super fun. But Mister Freeze just really yeah is is the the winner in my book. Hmm. Um. Okay, so now we go Very from cool. all of the, the best to now we go to the best worst, and that is the biggest red cards of the year. So the red card on the AFB podcast is um, where we say boo hiss to uh, something, <laughs> um, hopefully not someone, you know, something, whether that be, uh, you know, an item, a bad decision, a bad trend, etc. Um, and Ben, um, I'm sure you have no shortage of things to complain about, so we will That's start correct. with you. Yes. Thank you very much. Yes, yeah, I can complain endlessly uh, about uh, being, you know, the injustices thrust upon me as a collector. Um, look, there's some pretty broad categories here and uh, right across, you know, from forever chasing exclusives, uh, etc. But uh, after all that, I decided to uh, selfishly focus on myself and a couple of things that affected me personally. Uh, one was Sideshow sending out a notification that they were changing their reward points system. Uh, and it's a, it's a system that actually works pretty well if you're a regular collector, but they announced that the points will be expiring. And if you haven't used them, you will lose them, uh, which is a shame because I have about 140 $140 sitting at Sideshow and can't decide what to do with them and because freight costs have gone up so much I keep putting off using them but now I have to get my act together and work out what I'm going to do before I lose them completely. Um, but my uh, winner of the year was from uh, a new company that came onto the scene um, called Targo Collectibles uh, who have the license for a few different things including uh, some of the works of Frazetta. Uh, and they have just been an utter disaster. Um, not only have they had faulty products, but their uh, customer service is non-existent, uh, and I've seen many a complaint on the internet, and they were the ones that produced my uh, Death Dealer one-quarter scale bust that had some issues, and I contacted them, and they were completely uninterested. Uh, <laughs> and so then I decided to be really petty and trash them absolutely everywhere I could on social media because I'm spiteful like that. Um, be warned, everyone. Yeah, so I don't imagine they'll be around long. <laughs> <laughs> Strongly worded review on Yelp. Oh, I, 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 I take it personally. Like, uh, yeah, I won't let it go. So, <laughs> yeah. Okay. Have you Eddie, sent a I, I, letter? Okay. I, I, I sent them a stern email or two. Oh, okay. No, no actual letter though. Handwritten. No. 
No. Okay. Not, not so yet. when you say that they weren't interested, did they just not reply? Or did they actually say meh? Pretty much the the latter. Um, the the cloak on the Death Dealer bust. Um, once it was cast, the magnets that are meant to hold it on um, couldn't be because the cloak rests on, on his back, the magnets wouldn't actually touch. And so it wasn't a making making a strong enough connection to hold the cloak on. So as soon as you let it go, the magnets would give way and the cloak would fall off. Uh, and so I've, I've managed to do a bit of a fix around that by putting some little tiny rare earth magnets in between. Um, and and they're, they're incredibly strong. So it snaps on and it stays on. But now there's a very obvious seam where it joins. And so I sent them a message and said, well, you know, once this has been cast, blah, blah, blah. And there's a, a big letter that, that, you know, you open it up and it says, um, you know, this is a, a hand inspected collectible and the, the president of our company has hand inspected every one or something along those lines. And I thought, really? Um, I don't know how he is did he that. Blind? Maybe he was drunken yeah. in the dark yeah. or, you know, something <laughs> like that. Um, and so I said, you know, so this is a really poor effort. And they basically sent a message back and went, and? And it's like, okay, so I've just told you that you've shipped a faulty product and you're choosing to do nothing about it. And then it was like, well, what do you want us to do about it? So I was like, right, okay. So, mm. so then I kind of got a bit rude. Mm. Mm. <laughs> that and that worked well? Yeah, they, now they just don't answer me. They haven't blocked me, interestingly. So I, I, huh. I didn't manage to add myself to a yet another group where I've been banned. So. <laughs> So they, they haven't blocked me. Maybe they just don't know how. So that's the only thing I that's can understand. Possible. I mean, I would have blocked me if I got a message like that. So. There's a there's a few um, Facebook collecting groups in Australia that could teach them how to block you. That's um, right. Yeah. Yes. But, you know, out, for completely outrageous things like commenting on an accurate height of the Hulk, you know. Um, oh, yeah. Yeah. Okay, so Eddie, we, we could talk about, you know, been being blocked from things for a long time, um, but we'll, we'll transfer over to you. What have you been blocked from recently? Nothing. I'm lovely. Thanks very much. I resemble that remark. The dictionary. It's been blocked from the dictionary. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so for my red card, I uh, my runner-up um, is arguably the more important of the two that I'm going to give out tonight, but uh, it is uh, just the horribleness of DC. Obviously, they're complete uh, kind of F you to uh, international retailers of comics, but for us in the action figure collecting community, they're just uh, midnight massacre layoffs of DC Direct and just basically shutting that company down um, with very little notice for the employees, um, a lot of which found out on social media. Um, yeah, just not, uh, not well handled, uh, by DC, Warner Brothers and AT&T, um, uh, their parent companies at large. Uh, and my winner, um, is less important in the grand scheme of things, but, uh, is something that if I'm being honest, kind of ticked me off more throughout the years. And that's just, uh, this relentless releasing of exclusives. I understand it's a market thing at the moment. Um, and you know, it's a way that certain things get out there, but it doesn't make it, uh, any less infuriating as an international collector trying to, uh, track down, uh, some of these things and where you're going to get them from and, uh, cross through. So yeah, it is always a disappointing word to hear, uh, exclusive. Fair enough. Adam, what about you? I started off with, um, Static SH figure arts packings um, and just the general shittiness of it when you get a character that you actually wanted as a packing 
but which is kind of cool. But then it's a static figure that maybe like turns its head. Um, and the latest example was the uh, the the uh, Goldo from the Ginyu Force being a pack in as a static, which is just just stop, just give us actual figures of characters for once. Uh, but that was my runner-up. My actual winner was uh, the Venomized Things and Game Reverse <laughs> Things in Marvel Legends. Mm-hmm. Appreciating that I'm sure there's one or two Game Reverse figures. Some people actually wanted, like, the uh, Mr. Fix-It. But, um, and I'm sure there are people that want some of the Venomized Things, but generally I'm just like, yeah, this is just this year's version of uh, the multicolour lanterns from DC and... <laughs> Uh, Deadpool dresses up as Fifty Shades of Grey and whatever else we've had across the years. So uh, I just, yeah, I, I guess it's not for me. I'm not buying them anyway, but it just seems like wasted slots. Oh, yep. Next it'll be, I, I, I'm just getting so tired with Marvel at the moment of, you know, like, oh, what can we do now? Oh, let's make everyone, give everyone the Phoenix Force. Let's, yeah, like, like, oh my gosh, come on, guys. Um, I don't understand why they just haven't killed off the original characters and just left it. Just going, you're actually old and dead now. And we'll yeah. just go forwards. Yeah. We'll just make that, we'll make Wolverine a franchise, and there's now, like, it's a legacy char- character franchise, and someone else is wearing it. And the same for all the other characters. Yeah. Yeah. And then you can have, like, multiple generations bitching at each other about how that's not how Wolverine's meant to behave or whatever else. Uh, in the comics, not just in the fanverse. Fan yes, yeah, yes, yes, yes. Uh, John, what about you? I went with um, distribution, and and by that I don't mean like I know COVID's going on, and you know people can get stuff to the states to to distribute, but I would see stuff that would be available on the east coast and not on the west coast, and then I'd see stuff that's on the west coast but not the east coast, and just it seemed like stuff was available but not everywhere that's kind of what i mean mm-hmm. by distribution um you know like i would see batman spin master stuff and then other people wouldn't see it or you know uh, it was just weird things like that and it was just spotty it wasn't like everybody got everything at the right time yeah, um, yeah. Uh, i saw posts on facebook of people bragging how they'd managed to pick up half a dozen um, you know, G.I. Joe, Cobra Island, Vipers, for example. And yet then there were other people saying, well, you know, I've been to seven targets in, in you know, where I live and haven't found a single one. And it's like, how do you distribute things this badly? How is it logistically that hard? Yeah. yeah. Well, like I knew people that um, on, in some places that had the whole, you know, first wave of the Masters of the Universe stuff. And then other people had never seen it, you know, on mm. a peg. And it's like, how how does that happen? I mean, that's not even like a like a GI Joe limited line. That's that's a mass you know retail line. Mm-hmm. So how does that happen? You know, it just seemed like they were they were off this year. So hopefully improvements in the new year. I don't I don't, wouldn't bet on it, but hopefully. <laughs> yeah, fair enough. Uh, I went uh, with a, a thing I hope is not going to become a trend that Sideshow's done a couple of times this year and that's putting uh, characters that haven't been made in as little pack-ins with other characters. So I'm thinking about um, the Kitty Pride in with the Juggernaut and Beast Boy in with Starfire, etc. And, you know, as exclusives only. And that, I mean, that's that's... I, I don't know. I, that, I saw that, particularly the kitty one, just really bugged me because 
you know, I like that character. She deserves her own thing. You know, what, what, it just felt like a weird exclusive to, to do. So I'm flagging that because I don't want it to become a trend. And then the other one uh, is, as people know, I don't like, uh, my fine motor skills are not amazing. Um, there's a reason I don't wear shoes that have to be tied up. And you know, <laughs> my, my wife, when she was a, um, a kindergarten teacher, may have tested out some of her craft ideas on me because she thought if I could do it, the kids could do it. Right. Um, but the, so twist ties, I, I believe, are, you know, the, the Bible says that Satan can't create anything, but I, I think there's a couple of exceptions. One's Dora the Explorer, <laughs> um, you know, of, but then the other is twist ties um, because uh, they're just horrible. And they've, they've kind of gone away a lot from, from toys, which is great. But um, McFarlane in particular is using these even worse things at the moment, which are these little plastic ties that only are on the front of the figure so what i would normally do with them is kind of get in at the back and you know cut off yeah. things etc just to but now like even even with these where they just have tiny little um like fasteners that poke through they don't go all the way around you can't just get behind them and cut the band um now you've got to kind of try and get in and actually cut it off the figure without cutting the figure etc and you know there there are other places like Hasbro that have been you know managing to basically do without them for years and they're just unnecessary and annoying and evil and very red card worthy and please stop it <laughs> everybody Huzzah. <sighs> thanks for listening to my TED talk okay um now like we go back Dora. pardon I like the Dora movie live action one that was pretty good what they made a live act- see but yeah i i i have i bear the scars of you know of the, I, I reckon this would be the best way to kind of make money because if you ever look at any of those sort of kids shows they have like they use the same standard intro the same standard outro and then you know something happens there's a little plot complication and then they use the same song about how we're going to fix the problem then they fix the problem <laughs> it's the same song about how we're going to fix it so for each episode there's only like about probably 30 seconds of original content that you have to make right um super easy um and that and that's why kids like it but that's also why parents want to stab it in the face um because they you know hear it so often and the dora ones were just the most annoyingly squawky squeaky repetitive um ones that yeah anyway <sighs> someday i'll do a whole podcast about why satan made dora the explorer um <laughs> the but in the meantime we'll go to happy things and that is um the uh innovation so this is like either new things thinking outside the box nice trends things that we want to see etc and ben we'll come back to you and now you have to be happy Yes, uh, easy. Uh, Hasbro nailed this for me, both runner-up and winner. I'm giving it to both of them for, um, yeah, thinking outside the box. Um, you already mentioned Stiltman and how amazing that was and what a great idea that um, you can buy the figures in the wave and build Stiltman, but the leg sections come with the Hand Ninja, who, of course, is a builder, uh, who is a, an army builder. So the more hand ninjas you have, the more leg pieces you have. And I've seen some fantastic 
um, pictures online of people with these enormous stilt man figures that are going up to the roof. And yes, Arnie Cavallo, I'm talking about you and your eight, <laughs> eight foot tall stilt man. And uh, that's very impressive. So that, that's just crazy. It's, it's crazy clever thinking. But um, the winner part for me is this, uh, this, this multi-figure um, packs they do like the Danny Moonstar and the Stepford Cuckoos where, um, you know, it's it's not sort of technically an army builder, but you can buy multiples of that figure and uh, uh, assemble different characters. I think it's a really clever idea. So uh, Hasbro, please keep doing it. I love it. <laughs> Very good. And Eddie, what about you? Uh, similar to uh, Ben, my choices are Hasbro. So my runner-up is taking the uh, chest articulation uh, that they've used on things such as Power Rangers and Overwatch over to the Marvel Legends. So you now have uh, kind of the crunch lower down on the abs and the twist kind of barbell joint uh, on the upper part of the body. And that just sort of gives it much more naturalism. Uh, when it comes to posing. So things like the new basic Spider-Man and that used it. And, you know, it's simple but effective. Works really well, such as my winner for them, uh, which is the introduction of pinless joints, which yeah. is uh, really nice. Like I just got Thunderstrike uh, this week and I didn't even realise. But, yeah, he's got – I realised he had, must have new legs because they're pinless joint ones. So um, a really fantastic uh, improvement to figures uh, with that there and growing. Well, would you almost call them magic legs? Like what Lieutenant Dan had? <laughs> yeah. Well, you got no legs. That's, that's more stilt man before you've got around to getting the extra pieces on it. It's a good excuse for Hasbro to re-release every single figure that they've already done because it's like, oh, no, this is the new... Ben! These are the new kinless. What's wrong with you? <laughs> oh, sorry, we've done red carded, haven't we? <laughs> I have any ideas. All right. Dan uh, Hasbro, 2021, yeah. red card. Yeah, whenever they release a figure again, we can go, you told them, man. Like, you told <laughs> That's right. Them. This is all your we know how influential oh. we are. Yeah. Well, you, that means you, you can't complain about re-releases anymore because you just put that out into the ether. Oh, it's like, oh, it's like a conundrum. Yep. <laughs> all right. Uh, while Ben sorts out his conundrum, um, <laughs> yeah, John, what about you? Innovation. I this this is going to come out of left field because it's well it came out of left field it's it's something nobody expected but um dollar tree actually introduced a line of action figures called final faction and there's like some army dudes and some alien dudes and they're a dollar and then they got a bunch of accessory sets and they've all got these like you know two millimeter or three millimeter pin joints or pin uh ports where you can add weapons onto the figures they're they're oh, cool. five poa but they're a buck you know uh you know they're they're not they're not great paint but um the details like over the top on them and they got all sorts of accessories but you know the thing you could you can buy a whole wave of these figures for under 10 bucks um and and have something you know to display it's just kind of crazy uh so yeah i, I think i'm going to give them my innovation award can just because nobody expected you know, <laughs> dollar tree to come up with their own action figure line called so, final faction go, go the, check it out if, a, a question from someone who doesn't live in the U.S. Um, the, like, is Dollar Tree? I thought Dollar Tree was kind of like our, you know, reject shop and stuff where they don't actually have their own products. They offload you know, excess products from other. 
places. So is this Dollar, like an... yeah, Dollar Tree actually has some of their own stuff. It, it's normally Mark Greenbrier. Um, uh, if you, if you see anything at Dollar Tree, Mark Greenbrier, it's it's pretty much made for them. So it, it's not that it's reject stuff. That would be more like maybe Dollar General. Do, Dollar Tree, everything's a dollar. And and so they've got a lot of stuff that's just kind of made for them. Maybe I'm for getting that, my that. Dollar General and my Dollar Tree mixed up. Yeah, you get your dollars yeah. mixed up. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But but yeah, anything Mark Greenbrier. So they they've got like some, you know, you, you buy a package of cookies, and where a regular package might have, you know, twenty cookies in it, it'll have like five. Oh, we'll give you five for a dollar or whatever. So, <laughs> you know, that kind of thing. Um, and, and sometimes they do get you know like overstock stuff like books, but um. They also have a lot of stuff that's just made for them that's, you know, super cheap kind of quality. Cool. So that's your – Dollar Tree gets your innovation award. Yeah, which which is really kind of unusual. Nobody would have thought that one. No one would have thought <laughs> that. That's for sure. Uh, I My, my runner-up was the Stiltman Build-A-Figure combo. That's, you know, nice to – see you know back in the day that would have the legs would have come with the like stupid obscure character that nobody wanted <laughs> you know and um that and so i just think that was some really you know great great thinking um and creativity and my winner is a bit more generic and that is just the kind of general approach that the companies took to dealing with their con exclusives when there were no cons um so they're uh, the the way that they still manage to you know get things out and get them into distribution channels, etc., um, so that we still got them and that they were still able to sell them, etc. Um, I can imagine that there was a lot of hard work behind the scenes. Um, there, so well done to everyone. Mm. Uh, Adam, you've raised your hand. Oh, you raised your hand in yeah. our Skype call. Yes, yes, yes. I have an, an idea of an innovation that we missed. So you know how like, <laughs> oh god, yeah, you know how like all the, <laughs> the alcohol producers like instead of producing just booze, they branched down to producing hand sanitizer and that started running short, and like uh, manufacturing plants started making ventilators. Action figure companies could have started producing builder figures that turned into like face shields or masks, and like they could have done it. <laughs> across companies so like a marvel legends builder figure turns into part of it a click to a collect to build turns into something else and then a transformers like whatever we call those the ones that join into a big thing they do another part of the system and then you've got like this covid proof <laughs> helmet that you wear and that's the innovation we missed so that i mean i think that's a, a different slant on the category it's like so what what innovations should have happened yeah yes. and what what could be more topical than that Exactly. Yeah. Save I'm just putting it out there like the coronavirus is still happening, guys. You know, like you've got that opportunity. It's free. Okay. From us to you. Yeah. So if anyone was going to implement any ideas from this podcast, we would much rather that you do that than Hasbro re release all the toys with invisible joints. Thank you. Unless you make it like labeled as magic legs. <laughs> are you are you willing to offer them the, the trademark on that? Well, I think I have to talk to, like, whoever owns Forrest Gump, which is probably, like, Fox or Universal. <laughs> Very good. Very good. Okay. <laughs> um, well, we're now getting... Oh, before we get to um, the bests... Uh, oh, 
Sorry, I'm getting a bit muddled in my that's script best here. Line. Oh, we're on best line. Thank you. My notes are um, in a different order from the script, so rescue me. Okay, so I think we're probably going to get a little bit of a repetition here, uh, but you know, this is you know best line newer ongoing and. Uh, ben, you may begin. All right. Uh, this was a pretty easy one. I, I mean, I was really enjoying Hasbro's GOJ Classified until they did Cobra Island. So, um, oh, sorry, Cobra Island. Mm -hmm. And then that, that kind of um, put them on a bit of a back burner for me in terms of enthusiasm. So, um, fairly easy. Star Wars Black from Hasbro. Uh, it's, it's still just great fun. I, I still love receiving my orders and taking them out of the box. And, yeah, okay, we've gone through some pretty dodgy waves that tie into movies that I haven't enjoyed that much. Um, but for every one of those, there's a wave where you just take out a Kip Fisto and you just go, awesome. And then there's a Snowspeeder and it's awesome. And then you see the upcoming waves with Ventress and Bo-Katan and it's like, awesome. So that was a pretty easy one. But uh, it's it's obvious uh, for me, nobody's managed to top Marvel Legends for a few years running now. Uh, I still get a huge kick out of characters like Frogman and Thunderstrike and Jocasta and Hasbro still have room for old school comic dudes like me. And so long as um, they keep bringing them out, I'll keep supporting them. It's, uh, it's great fun. Beautiful. Beautiful. And Eddie. Uh, so my runner-up line goes uh, to a Hasbro line I've mentioned a couple of times tonight. It is the Power Rangers Lightning Collection. Uh, there have been some great figures released this year, but part of the reason I'm giving to, to it is because I feel like uh, one of the big problems uh, this year and of recent has been things like distribution and exclusives. And I think uh, this line has handled it well where you get uh, what feels like enough waves a year. So you're sort of getting a wave every kind of two to three months. There's about uh, three or four figures a wave. Uh, plus every sort of quarter you're getting some kind of exclusive like the monster set or a two-pack set or a uh, exclusive figure. But they're never too difficult to track down. It sort of feels like you can mm. get in in that two-month window, pick up the figure, they might be rarer after the fact, but never feels like you're in a like rush once it comes out. You've got that time to sort of pick it up uh, as it's being uh, released. So it's been the line that's given me um, some of the best figures this year with the least amount of uh, collector anxiety and FOMO and all that. So uh, with to that balance, uh, I decided to give that one uh, runner-up. But uh, my winner... Uh, for the year, uh, for once again, uh, doing some great figures, but also being relatively stress-free. And if you're a collector, you can uh, get them. It is the Super 7 Ultimates. Uh, and I haven't picked up everything that they're doing, but the ones that uh, have grabbed me, I've quite enjoyed, such as Conan, Turtles, uh, Thundercats. But uh, these are made to order, so... Uh, if you want them, you just order them and sit back and you know they're going to come uh, and be uh, set out. So they might cost you that little bit extra, but um, really as long as you're getting in on the ground floor, there's no concern about missing out or am I going to get these or not. Uh, and even things like uh, i got to give them credit where they had like a couple of paint mistakes on the Thundercat Ultimates. Uh, they've released a booster pack uh, of repainted features similar to the White Dino uh, had to replace those ones and threw in extra pieces and whatnot through. So it does feel like they are going 
uh, above and beyond uh, for these ones. So uh, some wonderful pieces. So, yeah, that's my winner. Very good. And Adam? For my runner-up, I went with uh, SH Figure Arts for their Dragon Ball-related lines. Um, it's good to see that with Dragon Ball Super not having been a uh, an anime series for a year or two, they've switched back and started focusing on Dragon Ball Z. Uh, so they're filling in a lot of the holes there, particularly villain-wise, which is cool. Um, but as far as the overall winner, I went for Marvel Legends this year for the... Uh, a lot of love that they've shown to the 90s era characters that uh, is what I kind of grew up with, which was really cool. Mm -hmm. Very good. And John? Um, I've mentioned them several times, but my runner-up has got to be the uh, Spin Masters Batman or DC figures, both because I really think they're one line. But, uh, you know, they've, like, like, like you were saying scotty they've balanced that collector kid thing back out for figures i think um that we haven't seen in a while they're fun uh for both both groups and um that they're low price point so you, you can't knock them for that um however my winner is the gi joe line even though ben has some complaints about them um <laughs> just just to bring that back and and in, in really a big way um you know, I think that's cool, and and they're doing it in something that maybe upsets some fans. You know, I mean, there's a lot of three and three quarter purists out there um, that that don't like the new six inch line, but you know, I think the world's demanding six inch figures right now, and that they're 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 finally playing along because there's a lot of people that have wanted that for years, um, so that they finally took the plunge, and I think they're doing it the right way. Meanwhile, the original 12-inch Joe collectors are looking at the three and three-quarter-inch collectors and going, ha, ha, now you know how we felt. Yeah, well, <laughs> there aren't enough of them around uh, anymore, it seems like. They're, 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 they're becoming fewer and fewer and far between, um, yeah. unfortunately. Why, because they're uh, dying? Pretty uh, much. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, there, there's not as many of them, and um, unfortunately, you know, we, we don't see those those 12-inch um, kind of mass market figures anymore, you know, for GI Joe or any line really. Uh, you know, it seemed like for a while there, every line had a had a 12 inch cloth, you know, line to go with it, and mm-hmm. and we don't see that. So I, I do feel bad for them um, because I like a lot of those figures, and and if I could and had the space, I'd probably collect those too. But you know, alas. <laughs> um. So that leaves me, and I gave my runner up to the Mezco One Twelve Collective line. Um, you know, they uh, have continued to pump out amazing pieces. Their timelines are still um, long, and you, know, you have seen most of their figures advertised for a very long time before they come to be. But when you get them, they're they're fantastic, and I've really enjoyed some of the two-pack stuff that they've done. The Popeye and Bluto pack is just exceptional. Um, yep. The uh, the Black Bolt and Lockjaw, long-awaited, but, you know, definitely um, worth it. So that, that still continues to deliver uh, for me. And uh, my winner is Marvel Legends. Just, you know, it's, it's not just about um, volume, but about those... Uh, things that you mentioned, Ben, where there's you know, characters and things that show that they they do understand uh, the kind of the collectors and the fans of different eras 
etc. Um, a lot of stuff that's come in the last year or so that are things that just you know really would have seemed like a pipe dream, um, you know, not 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 too long ago. So it's a definitely a um, uh, a line that I I just can't stop enjoying at the moment. So got to be the yep. winner for me. All right, uh, and then we go into best company. So you know this is this this could be uh, similar to what we just talked about, but um, I think you know it's still worth um, mentioning. And we'll go back to Ben. Thank you, Scotty. Uh, my runner-up, I'm giving this one to Iron Studios, and that's because I think they've actually made a pretty big impact on the market with mm. um, quite a few different lines. There's uh, there's been a, a number of occasions where I've been in, in a retail store and I've actually picked something up out of curiosity and gone, oh, this looks pretty cool. Uh, and the Minico was actually an example of that. I, it wasn't until I actually picked it up and was holding it that I you know, looked at the fine detail on the box and it was an Iron Studios uh, product. And then I was looking at something else and it's like, this is an Iron Studio product. Mm. Um, and, of course, you know, I knew them originally for their quarter scale statues, but um, to, to move into the other scale uh, statues like the one-tenth line and they're they're bringing out these designer vinyls uh, and things like that and so far everything looks really nicely made uh so i, I was pretty impressed with uh, what they're up to but uh pretty obvious big one for me is hasbro uh three major lines i'm actually collecting and and well other than distribution of uh cobra island i'm i'm really enjoying all three of them so Hasbro brought me a lot of joy in 2020, so that was a, an easy tip of the hat. Fantastic. And what about you, Eddie? Uh, so for me, uh, my runner-up is Hasbro, just because of sheer volume of everything they've been doing. I am a 112 uh, sorry, plastic collector, so obviously Marvel Legends, Star Wars Black, G.I. Joe, Classifieds, Power Rangers <laughs> Lightning Collection, even Ghostbusters Plasma, <laughs> um, a couple of still runner-up uh, Overwatch figures. Uh, I'm about to get any day now uh, this new, I don't know if they've really announced it as a line, but the Dungeons and Dragons um, PulseCon set of Dritz that they did. Um, so, yeah, I am a mark for it. Uh, so, yeah, they've definitely going to be here in the top two uh but there's also like as much as i give them credit for some things they've done this year for being arguably the number one uh they've just kept um kept it going they've been playing it safe and doing sort of what you'd expect them to do so uh they don't quite get the top spot i'm going to give that to mcfarlane because uh i think we don't appreciate enough that uh mcfarlane toys is an independent toy company owned by one person it's not a big multi-conglomerate corporation or piece it's a guy who uh was literally sitting there in meetings getting ideas pitched to him about what uh, they could do with his character and turning it into an action figure and um you know what he might get out of it because they've got markups and things to meet and he just thought you know what i did with with comics i realized if i make my own even if i sell less i do better on the back end and i get to do what i want so he literally just went and created his own action figure company so he could do what the way he wanted to do it and um get things done and arguably be more successful from it and he definitely proved uh that because uh there's even larger companies i'd say or companies that you know would arguably have more professional people and trying to 
run it like the toy industry that haven't had the success of getting these into retail and um, hit through one. So not just with the multiverse line, but things like the Fortnite line um, and the other brands like that, that they kind of pop up and have uh, yeah. periodically. You um, And yeah, as much as we talk about the mixed statues and things like that, um, there, there is something that go- goes on in his head where he's like, well, you know what, this is toyetic. This is going to be something that, um, will move. So even if you get like one or two figures out of the ones, they're always interesting choices and pieces. So yeah, I got to give it to McFarlane. Hmm, cool. Very good. Um, and Adam. For my vaguely interesting choice, I went for runner up and I went for uh, Mediacom and Mafex. So I had uh, a bit of a look at some of the things they're producing. There's a lot of really interesting um, items that they're producing in terms of the character selection. It's not always what I am interested in, but the way they're doing it is really cool. I think they're going for very accurate to properties instead of uh, things like the um, amazing Gucci more Capcom versus Marvel feel um, and, you know, quite a bit of the hyper-articulation gore that happens when you go for too too much articulation where the Mafex seem to to dial that back a bit and get a a better-looking figure. So I thought that was really cool. And uh, the winner, I think, um, this year, for me, it was impossible to go past Hasbro. They're putting out so many things. Um, They're generally, you know, hitting it out of the park. Uh, They may not be producing 100% things that I would have been interested in, so, again, you know, Gamerverse wasn't for me. The Venomized everything wasn't for me. But there were people that that was for, and I'm sure they loved it. So, you know, um, they they actually seem to be working out what people want a bit better than they have in the past and just producing that, focusing on what, what it is people want and nail that and see the sales rolling. So, yeah, I think that was good, good from them. Hmm. Very good. And John? Um, I'm going to... Kind of follow Adam's tack here a little bit, pick the interesting one for my runner up, and that was Boss Fight Studios. They made a lot of announcements in 2020, you know, for their Lucha figures and um, Popeye, uh, Sam and Max came out. Um, they're, just, they're just starting to do licensed stuff now. So, um, you know, I think we're going to see Boss Fight grow over the next couple of years and when we're going to see them in retail. And, um, you know, that's going to be a whole whole new thing, whole new level for them. So I, I'm kind of excited to see where they go. Um, just because I, you know, I think, Scotty, you were in the same spot. We, we got in on their first Kickstarter. So it was yeah. like, yeah. okay, here's this little company, and now we're seeing them kind of kind of blossom on their own. And I, I really am enjoying watching them, you know, because you know them. You know, I've, I've talked to them on social media and stuff. So uh, it's just kind of cool. But like Adam said, you can't go past Hasbro this year. Um, they just kind of gave collectors in a year where you would have thought we wouldn't have had a lot available. They, they've given collectors a whole bunch of stuff that, you know, they've given them GI Joe, they've given them, uh, like Eddie said, the power Ranger stuff. And, you know, I bought, I've probably bought half a dozen Marvel legends figures this year, you know? So, yeah, exactly. And I, you guys know, I'm not normally a, a six inch collector, but the, I, there were just characters I had to have. And, and so they, that they knew that, hey, um, here's these figures that people want, and we and they're interested in the character. So, um, you know, I, I got to give them to that. You know, there's hmm. just no other way. Cool. Uh, 
I I revised mine and like well Hasbro obviously is just doing amazing things in the six inch, you know, um, world at the moment. Um, you know, they they also have a huge machine um, behind them and the capital to to do it. So you know, full respect for everything they're doing, and I'm buying a lot of their stuff. But in terms of you know smaller um, companies that have really impressed me, I gave my runner up to Medicom. Um, I, I've really enjoyed the the Mythex line um, this year, and I can see myself buying a lot more um, of those. That they actually have a really interesting range of properties. They've got you know kind of Sesame Street and Peanuts, and uh, in in the wider Medicom um, world, and um, I I, I think they do great stuff and so they um get my runner up i've actually decided to give my um my company of the year to diamond select and the, the reason for that is two things one is um that they are uh persisting um despite being pretty screwed over by dc um, you know, because that, that's you know the, the, their wider distribution line, but also you know license and merchandising wise, been a big you know year for them. But they're doing some really interesting things in you know really con- you know, consistently, regularly pushing out their uh, um, Marvel Select line. Um, but they've moved into the dioramas, which are fantastic, and then also they've started pumping out um, quite a few mini busts um, in just your kind of standard Marvel characters, but also the Marvel um, X-Men animated series um, characters, Gene St. Gene is sculpting a lot of those and they're, they're great. And um, you know, that, that is a, it's kind of more of the little engine that, that could rather than the, the big machine that I thought I would kind of highlight and just get a different name in there. So mm. fine. I moved to them. Okay, so before we get to the the items of the year, um, we have a a personal acquisition or Grail category, and this is something that doesn't have to be from twenty twenty. So it can be, you know, something that was made a long time ago, but you just got it, or it was a Grail. It's vintage. You got it for a steal, hopefully not literally. Um, <laughs> you know, and uh, the FB podcast does not condone shoplifting, and. Uh, Ben, whoever, Ben, we'll go to you. Yeah, I only had the one item that I think is worth mentioning, and and that is uh, the Randy Bowen rogue statue, the Jim Lee uh, costume. It was a statue that I missed back when it was released, and, of course, of all the rogue statues that Bowen did, it's the one that kind of shot up in price. And, uh, you know, I had it as an eBay save search for a while, but just haven't been able to pull the trigger on it and uh, it just so happens that the fates uh fell my way when i saw there was a, a raffle to to win one on a facebook page and so i bought a couple of spots and uh, i won so yes i i literally got it for a steal Woo-hoo. so uh, <laughs> even though raffles are illegal on facebook afb doesn't condone gambling Uh-oh. through facebook groups um so yeah that, that was a, a a nice nice win and uh, yeah it was kind of a, a bit of a rogue year for me so well, i was really pleased to get that one and were you subsequently banned from this facebook group uh, <laughs> uh, no, no, um, uh, no. Are you sure? Did the whole group get banned? 
there, there was a restructuring of the uh, the Facebook page to change some of the terminology because apparently there's a Facebook algorithm that looks for certain keywords um, that uh, that if they come up more often than not they um, come a calling and, and shut the page down. So. Uh-oh. Mm. Okay. I think it's only because Facebook's not getting a cut, basically. Yeah, fair enough. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and Eddie, what about you? Uh, so for me, I talked about it in a review on uh, the show, but the Raphael and Casey Jones naked two-pack uh, from the 1990 film, uh, obviously a film that has a very large part um in my heart uh, if you listen to that review so that gets my runner up but uh, i think my winner should be no surprise uh, to anyone who's even lightly listened to this podcast <laughs> deadpool is my guy and we finally got a marvel legends figure the main line i collect uh, based on deadpool from the ryan reynolds movie uh, which is just pretty much perfect from all the extra guns and hands to even a masturbation unicorn that he comes with. It's uh, <laughs> just fantastic that uh, we managed to get uh, that out from Hasbro, something that uh, for a period there I thought we'd possibly never get. So, uh, yeah, that's uh, definitely got to get my personal number one. Fantastic <laughs> and slightly creepy. Um, Adam, what about you? Mine were almost a steal. Um, both of mine came from trading in one pre-ordered figure for a refund at Big Bad Toy Store, so it was really just paying for shipping. Uh, so my runner-up was the Ban Presto Dokkan Battle Super Saiyan 2 Goku. So there you go. I can still identify <laughs> things with ridiculous names for you, Scott. Uh, and and my winner was the Ban Presto Dokkan Battle Margin Vegeta. Uh, as to why one was runner-up and one was winner, I mean, it's pretty clear one's Goku, who's crap, and one's Vegeta, who's just the best. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. And I even understood that. So there you go. Uh, wow. I know. I know. And uh, You could say Dragon Ball Evolving. <laughs> never know. If Adam ever gets his act together and starts his... Um, is Dragon Ball Rewatch podcast, and I might learn a lot. Um, I'll keep I'll keep hassling him. Um, the John, the John, what, what the did John. the John? Yeah, what did the John choose? Um, mine are kind of paired, kind of like Adams. Uh, first up for my runner up, I picked the, the uh, DC Collectibles Nightfall Catwoman, and for my winner, I picked the Batman from Nightfall from the same line. Um. They're, they're definitely, you know, that early 90s Nightfall Batman is, you know, my jam. Uh, he's kind of that classic, uh, you know, blue, light blue Batman, yellow symbol, um, hasn't went to a black costume yet. And, and Catwoman's the, the purple with the high boots um, costume. So, you know, the, these were the ones that I was reading when I um, read Nightfall and, and then went, oh, I don't know if I want to read this anymore. Um, but... <laughs> You know that that's something else altogether yeah. different, but 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 they were you know th- those are the way I saw the character for a long time after that, and mm. and to to actually get them in action figure form, modern, you know, I mean, Batman's now, and and I don't have a problem with the modern takes on Batman. You know, he's all black; it makes sense, and the armor makes sense um, in today's world. But uh, it's just what I grew up with, so I, I really love having those figures. Yeah, yeah, fair enough. 
My runner-up was the DC Direct Justice League animated Aquaman figure, um, the six-inch version. Uh, I, I, uh, big fan. Obviously, Aquaman's my guy. I'm a big fan of the Justice League Unlimited um, animated series, and uh, was really hoping that um, the Batman animated line would morph into that. Um, you know, I at the moment you. Would, I assume that we're not going to see more um, of those because who knows what's happening with the the DC Direct uh, licensee stuff. Um, but at least we got the uh, the original kind of the founding characters and um, the Aquaman is just really cool. Um, and but my winner is is a statue and that is the Tweeterhead uh, Superpowers um, Superman statue. And the reason that I chose that is because I missed out on um, that when it was originally uh, up for order. And then there was an issue, and I, I was thinking about this during the red card piece, talking about um, the cape that didn't fit and the company not doing anything about it. The original run of the Tweeterhead Superpower Superman statue, um, the, the cape did not sit uh, properly, so there was a gap, and that was a, a manufacturing error from the company. And um, Twitter had actually re re replaced them all. So basically, said if you got ah, one of those, cool. we're going to do a whole new run and with a different company and fix it, and you can have a replacement. Um, and but I didn't have the first one, um, and so I thought I was going to miss out. And then I actually managed to get one directly from Tweeterhead just happened to be kind of on Facebook at the right time. And Chad Colbank, who owns um, Tweeterhead, is very interactive um, with the, the Tweeterhead fan page. And he mentioned that there were some that they had, like, replacements that they, they didn't have the four-color box, just the styrofoam box. Um, so they were actually a bit cheaper because of that. Um, and so I got one. Yay, me. Um and it's amazing. Yeah, they just solicited a new Superman that is astounding, but that's that's okay. Um, <laughs> the, but you know, still, still very happy to uh, have this one. So very good. So that's my personal acquisition of the year. Um, and now we go to the biggie, the item of the year. So anything that was released in twenty twenty um, that uh, you, you may have mentioned earlier, or I like to save mine as surprises. So. Um, ben, over to you for your runner-up and winner items of the year. Uh, my runner-up was the first figure in a new line, highly anticipated, and it was a deluxe version, and that was the Hasbro G.I. Joe Classified Snake Eyes Deluxe, mm. uh, which was a, um, a big-ass box with uh, a small figure in it, but what a, what a package. Uh, it was beautifully presented just immaculately put together tons of extras uh and and this was the intro to the line so this was the, the first of the six inch joes that i got my hands on and uh it was was just a, a fantastic way to start and it was one of, one of those things where when it comes to things like uh some of the star wars exclusives and uh, and things like snake eyes um eddie and i are usually sending you know links to each other via facebook going go 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 and uh Oddly enough, we, we both got in and it sold out within about three and a half minutes um, and uh, we managed to score that. So that was just a, a beautiful piece. And honestly, um, that, that could have easily been my item of the year, except for my item of the year, which is, of course, the, um, 
the Marvel Legends Hellfire Club. Um, you know, talking about beautifully presented, it's just exquisite. And Sebastian Shaw has been on my want list for a long, long time. When I first started doing top 10 most wanted, um, Shaw was was in that top 10. And not only did I get him, but I got Pierce and Celine, and I just couldn't be happier. It was, once again, Hasbro just nailed it. Absolutely. Eddie. Uh, so as Ben uh, talked about, uh, we were very lucky to get our hands on the Snake Eyes Deluxe, uh, the zero-numbered uh, figure for G.I. Joe Classifieds, and it is a wonderful piece. And uh, got him, uh, well, pre-ordered him very early on in the year. Took him a little bit to get here, but uh, for one, <laughs> Did it right from that uh, <laughs> kind of early point, um, you know, it was a fantastic figure that was holding top spot for this year for the longest of time um but uh, about three months ago i had another figure in my hands and this guy ticks um a couple of nostalgia boxes for me that uh the snake eyes doesn't that is the super seven ultimates Raphael uh ninja turtles figure and uh for those who don't know i would assume you would listening to this podcast but uh the difference between these turtle figures and other ones is these are based off the 80s playmates toys which was the line that got me into action figure collecting Raphael's my main turtle dude like if it wasn't for deadpool Raphael would probably be the contender for my number one character um so yeah this guy uh being based on the toy that uh just i played with to death um, and getting him realized in a form that makes me feel like I'm holding that toy again as an adult. Uh, there's <laughs> just no way to compare. I actually brought two of him so I could <laughs> actually take the sprues off the unpainted weapons and actually have a version with a sort of brownie beige weird color weapons that the original ones had that uh, he comes with as an homage. And uh, he comes with two heads, a sort of kind of more modern stylized head and one that's based off the original action figure. So then I get to display both heads as well. And I've done that with Leonardo. So I'll probably be doing it with the other two. Actually, I've already brought my second Michelangelo, but <laughs> yeah, I need to get a second Donatello now. And yeah, yeah I'll have cool. two sets of all these ultimate turtles, which uh, my wallet doesn't like, but uh, the kid in me is happy. <laughs> Very Love cool. It. And uh, Adam, the, the runner-up is a figure that didn't happen, but I feel if it did happen, probably would have won, and that is if someone had made a, an action figure of Vibing Cat. Um, but since that didn't happen, we'll go to the winner, which was another legend, uh, strong guy builder figure. Yeah, cool. Oh, what are we going to do with you? Uh, and, um, and John? I, I think I had said this previously, but um, and, and this one probably makes Eddie happy, but my, my figure of the year is the marvel legends domino from the the deadpool wave um mm, mm. like as much as i liked uh cable I, I actually like domino more um the likeness is perfect i think the paint's just you know what it needs to be for that figure um and the hair actually is made from uh translucent material so it, it's got a little bit different quality than just being painted um just just all the way around i, I think you know it, it's just a, a perfect representation of domino from that movie and um, I, I, I said I would do it and I did it. it it's my figure of the year. Cool, man. Excellent. <laughs> uh, 
my runner-up is the Mephex Dark Knight. Um, figured that is uh, one that is still on my desk that I can't stop playing with. It is um, <laughs> the the articulation, the posability um, is just uh, amazing um, and uh, super fun. And uh, my winner is the Marvel Legends Hellfire Club set. I, uh, you know, we talk about things that you just never thought that you would get that's got to be right yeah. up there and to have that done and have it done so well um and then for them to do you know whether that was uh, whether it would have been as easy to get your hands on it in the end if covid hadn't happened um mm. don't know um but you know it uh, it ended up being something that was you know, pretty accessible. Um, I, I I have to say, in Australia, I don't know if that was the case elsewhere, but you know, we we ended up, you know, actually actually being able to, if you you know, were lucky enough, go in and buy it off the shelf. Um, you know, that that's pretty crazy. Um, yeah. so yeah, that just a fantastic piece, really, really well done. Sweet. Yeah. Well, we did it again. Uh, but you know, I, I was surprised. I couldn't remember a lot of that. And, uh, um, and, uh, I, uh, appreciate everyone's patience in running through all that a second time, this time for the actual recording and, uh, to reward your, uh, hard work. I'm going to edit it right now and get it out there, uh, very quickly <laughs> so that, um, we don't yeah. do this again ever. <laughs> Um, but uh, thanks so much, everybody. And any kind of final um, comments uh, on 2020? We're actually our next episode. Uh, we're going to talk about uh, the kind of state of collecting and where we're at as collectors, where we think collecting is at, uh, etc. Um, but you know, any any 2020 final comments before we say goodbye? I want to say thank you to Scotty for the brownies. Uh, I just need, I have, I have to do a shout out here. Um, Scotty came hat in hand, incredibly apologetic uh, about losing the first recording of this episode and um, um, very uh, mournfully asked if we could possibly all get back together to record the episode again. And I uh, absolutely refused unless there was some sort of, um, uh, restitution in the form of baked goods and wouldn't you believe it the next day uh, a, uh, a very polite fellow delivered some um, some chocolate brownies uh, and I thought that was just amazing so thank Except you Scotty. I, I thought uh, he was uh, joking about that and then today when so I had a I. Uh, chocolate <laughs> cheesecake dropped off at my doorstep <laughs> I was trying to contact the company to let them know they'd made a mistake and sent it to them. Wrong supplier, and then I saw um, Scotty's message. I was like, "Oh, wait, actually, hang on. I'm, uh, this this was meant for me. Sorry for getting it." Victory. We had we had brownies arrive when no one was home, and um, Beck's like, "Was someone like meant to be giving us brownies for some reason?" And I'm like, "Not that I can remember." And then I'm like, thinking about, wait, Scott was saying something about what's my address, and I was like, "It's probably that." And then I checked what it was, so that was really cool. It was, a great it was definitely like. Definitely a better incentive to get back together than, you know, like putting out an album like Let It Be. <laughs> I had a very confused delivery person show up at my door. They were like, we don't understand what's going on here, but it's, 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 it's good for you. 
Yeah. The the funny uh, thing is, is that it was actually easier to organize something for John in the U.S. than for Eddie in <laughs> in the boondocks. Yeah, I I'm in more country <laughs> Australia. I, I, it, it Uber Eats is something we're looking forward to in the future. <laughs> yeah, we, like, like yeah, definitely not not part of Metro Melbourne. I discovered. Because um, I was thinking, oh, that's going to be really easy because you know it's Melbourne or whatever, and then like, no, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, but you know, it's um, I very much appreciate. You know, we've managed to go however many years and four hundred nearly episodes without ever having to redo this, <laughs> do this. So, um, but you know, you're all very appreciated. Um, and uh, that's it. No brownies for anyone else. You only had to listen to this once. If you listen to it twice, that's your problem. <laughs> um, not, not giving you baked goods, um, but with that, I think we're going to say good night, everybody, and um, we'll see you next time. Good journey. Bye. Your pet spader neutered. Good night, nerds. The Action Figure Blues podcast can be found on iTunes and Stitcher Radio, and can be downloaded direct from actionfigureblues.com. Wherever you listen, please take a moment to leave a positive rating and review to help others find our show. Our theme music is by Robert Crandall. Our ad music is by Scott Holmes. The AFB logo is created by Nath Stones. We also have an active fan forum at afbforum.com where you can join with all the hosts of the podcast and many other collectors to discuss news, reviews, old lines, and trade and sell in a safe community. Please join us there. While you're at actionfigureblues.com, please check out our sponsors like Max Comics and Stuff, Loot Crate, Audible, and Gamefly. You can find us on Twitter at AFBlues, on Instagram at ActionFigureBlues, and on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash ActionFigureBlues. Thanks for listening.